Welcome to the Eurovision Division Podcast. This is a podcast where we listen to every single song in this year's Eurovision Song Contest. I'm Jeroen, I'm your host, and I've listened to every single song. With me is... Mira, and I have listened to none of the songs. This is the first time you will be hearing them, and we will be recording your first reactions. I promise that after this one... We are done talking about Ukraine. What about this show they have to host? Okay, I'm glad that we're getting all of this out of the way first. Exactly, and so that's that why I I'm. Know uh, what's up? That's why I'm deciding to jump in with uh, one of the classics. So, as we talked about in the first episode, just a quick recap: Ukraine, uh, a large part of the team up and quits, and at that point, it's kind of up in the air who's gonna, who's gonna. Who's gonna do it? Who's gonna do it? Who's gonna help out Ukraine and make it make it work? Um, well, it just so happens that there was a knight in shining armor who said, "I will help. I will help out and make sure that this is a good show." Was it Sweden? The person I am talking about is, is of course, Christian none Bjorkman. other than Christopher Bjorkman. Yeah. Mr. Bjorkman said, well, nobody we have loves our, we, doing Eurovision as much as I do, Christer Bjorkman. We have experience. Let's let us help you out. I can't believe Sweden is doing it again. Well, see, there's a thing. He made it very clear and it was made very clear that he uh, was not going to, uh, you know, organize Eurovision itself and, and have the Swedish television do it or anything. It was still going to be a Ukrainian team, a Ukrainian production, but he had the expertise from hosting it the year before that, hosting it last year. I know we've been sort of disparaging. Uh, uh, we've been less than kind. <laughs> we have not been nice to Krista Bjorkman. We have called him, I believe, a Swedish Satan man. Uh, the devil. And this is hyperbole, of course. Of course. He's all right. He's not the worst guy. No, he's not the worst guy at all. As we know, Jon Olesand is the executive producer now, but, you know, who knows for how long. Uh, before that, it was fun to stop serious. Until Christer Bjorkman stabs him 27 times <laughs> in the back. It's to Christer Bjorkman. Bjorkman sends his regard. <laughs> he's gonna do a coup. Eurovision. But the executive producers have, have for the, the past few of them, have been uh, Scandinavian dudes. Of course. So Christopher Bjorkman fits in perfectly in that tradition, and he has the experience, not just from hosting Eurovision last year and hosting Eurovision in 2013, but also from hosting Melody Festival each year. Uh, it's a really solid show because everyone comes to Melfest with a staging concept. SVT, the Swedish broadcaster, works on a, on a fantastic staging concept. Krista Bjorkman picks out a variety of acts. And if all goes well, there's a balanced, good final. I did want to specify, of course, Melody Festival and the Swedish pre-selection, uh, which brought forth the Swedish candidate for Eurovision 2017. <laughs> Which is who we're talking about. And I didn't necessarily want to start off with Sweden, uh, because, you know, that's what we did last year, but they were hosting. But I feel like they're, they're sort of, you know, helping out with the hosting as well. 
And it's something that we need to just get out of the way so that now we're clear on that. Christopher right. Yorkman's still involved. Of course he is. So any worries about the show can be alleviated. It's going to be uh, the bonus Bjorkman. People who watch Melody Festival for the first time, I've got a monologue in. Wait, let me see that. Just let me see that document. You have so much written. I have titled this episode also The Bonus Bjorkman. Oh. People who watch Melfest for the first time say, Man, the quality is sky high. Is it always like this? And then people who have watched Melfest before, they say, Actually, this is a really weak year. Last year was much better. And this happens every year. For the three years now that I've watched Melfest, I have seen this exact same dialogue on the internet. People saying, <laughs> the quality is so high. Actually, last year was much better. So, so at some point, there must have been some kind of amazing, yeah, amazing the, Melfest. And the, the quality has Melfest. just pro, an ur-Melfest. In many ways, that is an echo of the actual Eurovision lineup where I will shout, man, this year sucks when there's like 10 songs released in February and only two I like. But then by the time March rolls around, there's 43 songs and hey, quality is much higher. Hey, I'm excited. Hey, Mira, can you please join me so we can walk through this hellscape of trash music together? Okay, hon. I've been watching you devolve for the past month or so. It just starts slowly with one, with just one, like, oh, hey, it's almost time for Eurovision four months before Eurovision. And then every day there's just, oh, just a little bit more Eurovision in our house. Just a little bit more. And for the past month, it's just been... Your vision 24-7. You don't know what it's like to have 43 songs stuck in your head and to have to stop yourself from humming them because you want to keep them a secret from your significant other. <laughs> and by the time we finish these 43 songs, you will have 43 songs in your head and you will know what it feels like. Yeah, because nobody else is going to appreciate it. None of... Nobody, nobody I know is into Eurovision. Speaking of something no one's going to appreciate, let's listen to the Swedish song. Oh, fuck, dude. The Swedish song comes to us from a contestant who participated in last year's Swedish Melfest as well. Was it, is, is it Ace Wilder? The uh, song is it Wilder? in question was unfortunately not performed by... The fantastic Ace Wilder. God damn it. I love Ace Wilder so much. I wish. Uh, but, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna happen one of these years. She's just gonna compete every year until she wins. It's likely. I hope. It's very likely. Um, no, this is uh, the second time that this artist has participated in Melfest. His name is uh, Robin Bengtsson. Mm -hmm. uh, his song is called I Can't Go On. Oh, no. Can't he? Representing Sweden in the Eurovision Song Contest of 2017, it is Robin Bengtsson and I Can't Go On. Hands down to the floor, Pants down to the floor? No idea. I can't go on. I 
I mean, I'm digging the dance. It's a good, good dance. Aren't they doing, were they just doing the Seiye dance? Yeah. Are they supposed to be attractive men? I really can't tell. Or like, okay. He has tiny eyes and big teeth. And he's the least interesting looking man I've ever seen in my life. It is a better song than Can't Stop the Feeling, but which I didn't like. But it's very Justin Timberlake. It's very Justin Timberlake. And you mentioned Can't Stop the Feeling, and that was, for some reason, what that was the hit of the summer. Even though everyone watching him at Eurovision last year was like, oh. It's the least is, interesting song yeah, it's of not the as, whole It's not as good as any of the performances. It was very forgettable at the time, and then suddenly that was a hit. But what... Was that a hit because of, was that the Minions movie or what was, or Trolls, Trolls. Trolls, it was called Trolls. But like this song, it's this weird, creepy feeling that I get when guys sing about like, ah, oh, you make me this. Yes. Yeah, it's like, ah, oh, I can't go on because yes. you're so beautiful. Ah, oh, you're so hot that I just can't stop myself it's you guys that's pathetic no girl likes that no girl likes that well, that's what I thought I've been on the receiving end of that and it's just annoying because you're like hey I'm trying to be a real person having a conversation with you what does hands down to the floor mean is it hands down or pants down. Okay, well, let's examine both of those possibilities. Both weird. Hands down to the floor. I'm like, are you trying to, like, like a dog? Put <gasps> Is your... he her dog? He's her dog. No. <laughs> no, yes, the song is sung from the perspective of a dog. Dogs don't have hands, you idiot. Pause. It's... Yeah, because it's a it's a man singing it, but he's singing it from the perspective of a dog. He's got his hands down to the floor, it and makes he's sense. trying to sniff. And he says, "I can't go on when you look this freaking beautiful." Your dogs don't care about your looks. You're right. Never. That's the great thing about dogs. Forget about forget about the dog theory. I thought I had it, but I don't. I can't go on because you have bacon strips in your pocket. Give me them. Give me them. I can't, I can't. go on because I need to go walking. I can't go on because I heard you say hey, the word park. He does need to go walking though. They're on treadmills. This is it's a song for the dog. It is a song for dog. It's a, a dog song. It's annoying guy song and it yep. has no place in my Eurovision. I mean, that was, that was my reaction uh, d during Melfest as well. It was just like, I don't want... This. I don't want this. I'm tired of songs by guys who are like, mm, I just cannot control myself. It's a it's a bad look, Sweden. It's a bad look. And like, didn't we decide? Didn't everyone kind of agree that that wasn't a good thing? When Robin Mengson first performed this song in his in the first heat, um, the lyrics to the song were, "I just can't go on when you look this fucking beautiful." 
Oh, but they had to change it for Eurovision. Yeah, and then he went to the final, and someone backstage must have said, like, hey, just in case you win, I know it's not going to happen, uh, but just in case you win, can you say frickin' instead of fucking, please? It's going to be real awkward if we have to, like, change it after you win. And you look so heckin' beautiful. But the thing is, this is so... Justin Timberlake and Justin Timberlake still doing so well that I don't know if this might not be a crossover hit. I don't want it. Right, okay, but there's a lot of like popular pop music on the radio that like, you know, you don't really want to be a major hit. Oh yeah, that's true. A few standout moments of this performance um, at the start when the camera uh, slowly moves towards him and he looks at the camera and flashes it a white smile. Is he, he all, is, Do we he, have another wave of dentists? He did like that. No, I'm not talking about the color of his teeth. Oh, the white smile? He did a white smile. As oh, in the, the awkward white the smile? The awkward smile that white people do. Well, you don't curl your mouth. Cor- you-, you curl your ma- the corners of your mouth like into your cheeks. Yeah, it's a weird thing. He doesn't quite do that. He just like kind of bares his teeth awkwardly. The thing is, I think he thinks he looks good when he's doing it. No, nobody does. Yeah, but I think that he thinks that he looks good wait, wait, wait. Show throughout me that again. whatever he's doing. I, you have to believe me. I believe you, buddy. Some things I hate. That dancer with the mustache. Yeah. That's, no, thank he, you. He's the worst person to look at in the world, I, I think. I, ooh. Here's the thing. I love a choreographed dance. Yes. I love... When a group of boys do a choreographed dance. It's a very conflicting thing. But I hate Magic Mike and Chippendales. Oh, really? I went to see a Chippendales show once for a friend's birthday. Do tell. And it was unpleasant. Oh, this is a female fantasy? Like, then why is it so rapey? And that's like, oh yeah, because they want to be... Just uh, taken and I'm like no. What I want is to see a, a a guy do a sexy dance. I don't want you to touch me. They got a woman on stage and like grabbed her head firmly and just thrust into her face. What? Very violently. What? To that? the beat of the music, and I did not like that. That's a that's bad. Do you know what I would have done if I was that woman? I would have punched that dong out of a reflex. And that's the feeling that I get when I see the dancers here is I just want to punch their dong. You're just like, oh no, stop being like that. Don't, no, no. I want to punch that dong because I feel threatened. I don't like that. I love the choreographed dance. Love me some boy bands. It's good treadmill action, too. You know, good treadmill action. That's true. I like that treadmill gimmick. That's the okay go gimmick. Yeah, we, we both had that same reaction upon seeing it for the first time. When I first saw this, my first thought was, oh, treadmills, like okay go. Like okay go. When they did it in 2005. And it surprised me that it took this long for like a, an elaborate uh, multi-threadmill act to make it to Eurovision. Yeah, because it seems like a gimmick that would translate very well to Eurovision. So in that sense, I'm like, well, you got a good gimmick. 
and your Sweden and your performances never change uh, from Melfest to Eurovision. So you're gonna bring that gimmick, and it's it's gonna it's work well. Gimmick. It's gonna work well on the Eurovision stage. So I can't fault that at all. No. But I do not like the faces of the dancers. I don't or the like singer, or... the, yeah. I don't like the entire like. Oh, we're gonna sexily move our hands through our hair and then like open up our Ugh, vest no. button and then Ew. move it open and then just like look at the camera. I don't know. It's just all of this has just like a bad vibe. I mean, it's not as bad as last year's. Uh... Who were they? Oh no, it's no Montenegro. Oh. This still has the the mistaken air of being suave. I feel a mixture of being threatened and secondhand embarrassment. That's that's it. That's it. And it's just oh, it's such a bad those are like my two least favorite feelings. And on the other hand, I'm still a little bit impressed by the choreography. Yeah, it's it was still very good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a very conflicting... Uh, I feel very conflicted about this one. Because on one hand, I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a decent bop. And then on the other hand, I'm like, I really don't like Robin Benson. Yeah, I do. And then like I don't it. just like the attitude of the, of the thing pretending like, oh, we're suave and I'm giving compliments to girls and now I can do everything. No, you can't. Oh, you've completely robbed me of all motor functions because you're just so hot you should feel guilty for making me act this way imagine walking on the street and then suddenly robin bengtson turns around the corner and he sees you and he, and just, he just falls flat yeah he just ground. stops walking falls over and then his four dancer friends have to come and pick him up <laughs> it was like oh, i can't go on. go on without me can't go on and I was like oh no Robin Bankson what's wrong I can't go on because you're just so freaking beautiful and, and he, then he does he raises his he hands raises his and hand. makes a circle with his thumb and, and index like, finger and, and what do you what can you say in that situation like oh I'm I'm sorry that thank you is this a Thanks. is this a compliment sorry? or is this like are you accusing or, me yeah. or what am I supposed to do with this situation? Run. Yeah, run away. Oh, you, oh, oh no, just, just, actually, just, just <laughs> punch him, punch him in the top. Oh, just a swift. <laughs> oh, you can't go on. Well, that's great, because that gives me a head start <laughs> when I'm trying to run away from you. So that's Robin Bengtsson and I can't go on for Sweden. Sweden will be in the first semi-final on May 9th. So good luck, I suppose. I think this is qualifying because it's Sweden. Yeah, it's Sweden and it's like a catchy tune, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's catchy, but I, that doesn't mean I like it. This has been the Eurovision Division Podcast for this episode. Join us next time when we'll talk about yet another song in this year's Eurovision Song Contest. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud. You can find it on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever you download your quality podcasts. We'll see you next time. Good night, Europe.